Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. Hey, what's up, you guys? Another episode of the Team Building Podcast, where we interview top team leaders, broker owners from across the country. We have a very special guest today coming to us out of Miami, Florida, running a rock star team, Mr. David Kurz. Welcome to the podcast, David. Thank you, man. I appreciate the invite. It's it's an absolute pleasure to be on your show, man. I, I, like we were talking before the show, yes, I do listen to your podcast sometimes. Um, so it's great to be on the show and, and you know, hopefully we'll spend the next half hour dropping some real knowledge on folks, helping people grow every day. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you doing this. And I know a lot of people right now uh, with COVID-19 and the pandemic and everything going on are pretty worried about what the aftermath is going to look like when the dust settles. I know for most states, the dust is settling. It looks like a lot of offices are opening back up over the next couple of weeks. But I still want to keep talking about it because I do think we will see some repercussions. And I want us to be prepared and be ready. And so I know we talked off air a little bit about keeping our people motivated. So before diving into that topic, we're going to talk about motivation today and how to structure a team the right way right now as we work virtually. Um, But before we get into that, why don't you share with our audience members why you are so awesome? (laughs) Well, I appreciate that kind of introduction. We just leave it at that. I'm awesome, guys. Moving on. No, but, um, you know, I run a very cool team down here in South Florida. Uh, they're, they're like family to me. So, and we've got, uh, about 13 members. Um, we run our team very much like a military platoon, believe it or not. I spent nine years in the United States Marine Corps. Um, so my team has things like squad leaders and platoon sergeants and commanders and troops. And so we run it that way because, uh, uh, many years ago I sat back and, and, or, and started looking at team development and how a team is truly ran. And the one coincidence I found was the most successful teams had systems in place similar to like a military platoon. Yep. So we just took and adapted and made it work. Um, so we've got a great team down here. I run a conference called the Real Talk Conference. Uh, we're on our third year of running the conference. Two years in a row, we've had an uh, influx of about 400 people show up. First year was crazy. Awesome. Uh, it was a two-day conference. That, or first year was a one-day conference. We did a two-day conference. We've had guests like uh, uh, Million Dollar Listing Los Angeles guests. We've had uh, uh, Terrell Owens last year came on. We were trying to work on getting Mike Tyson's this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just to kind of uh, bring a little bit of a different aspect because I think business is business. We often talk about real estate like it's a, an anomaly and it's not business is business. You sure. know. Um, yep. and, and I've written a couple books. Uh, I love to talk in public speech. I coach, uh, I have a network called the enterprise coaching network. So I, a lot of fun, man. I find my, my passion is, is, you know, giving back. So that's why I really enjoy having a team. Uh, yep. cause I think you know, I love real estate. I don't mind going out showing properties. I don't mind working with clients. I find a lot of fun in that. Uh, but I, I have more passion in watching my team grow and, and helping them out. And that's servant like, leader. I love it. That's man. where and the that, win is. You know, that's, that's where the win is. How many agents do you have today, David? Um, so uh, it's bifold. So on the team right now, we're 13 agents, uh, but our network is 135. What does that mean? 
Uh, well, uh, uh, so in October, we took our brokerage and we merged it with eXp. So, um, you know, the brokerage was three, three offices. It was uh, almost 200 agents. We're at 197. We're like dying to break that 200 mark, right? Yep. And then we shot over to eXp and we've been growing with eXp. Okay. And honestly, so just for clarity's sake, that's not your brokerage. You, you have a team at right. the brokerage, correct? Right. I've got a so team you're about 200 team. agents at the eXp brokerage. Right. Exactly. Right. Cool, man. That's awesome. And you talked about your podcast real quick. Share with our members how they can find you on your podcast. Yeah, so I'm on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Just look for David Kurz. It's called the Take Action Podcast. Um, and, well, we transitioned the name recently, so I'm sorry. It used to be the Take Action Podcast. Yeah. Now it's the Real Talk pa- Podcast. Um, Take Action because it was named after one of my books. When we launched the conference, we started adjusting and making everything around the Real Talk Conference. So it's Real Talk Podcast. You can find me on YouTube. YouTube's the best place to to have the visual and the podcast. I'm similar like this, um, yep. so a lot of video. And then we take that video and turn it into a podcast if you want to be in the car. But just go to YouTube and search David Adam Kurz. I'm going to pop right up i've got maybe 420 something videos up so far so cool. great great content great information everything from short coaching stuff to real deal interviews to a lot of a lot of fun stuff you know things things like what you're doing right here awesome. bringing people well, lots of knowledge you know i love it man i think that everyone should have a podcast and what's so awesome is instead of me having to fly to miami like i've done a multiple times i love miami <laughs> i have a lot of good friends down there um, instead of flying to Miami, I get to just jump on a call for an hour and get to wrap back and forth with you. And what a lot of our audience members don't know is typically these are one hour calls, um, but we talk for probably a half hour beforehand and then 10 or 15 minutes afterwards. And so I've been, I've been able to learn a lot both during the interviews and then previous to and after the interviews. And for anyone that hasn't started a podcast, I'd recommend everybody has one. There's no oh, reason yeah. not to. I think, you know, and you're right. I think the more, the more people I interview for these podcasts and, and, and vlogs, the almost like the smarter I get, because I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to interview people way yep. smarter than me. Right. Yep, exactly. So, there's a sentence, that, there's a quote I like, David, the difference between you and me are the people you meet, the books that you read and the podcasts you listen to. And right. now I'll say the podcast interviews that you conduct. And that's yeah. really where you learn is asking the right questions. So let's get into asking questions. We've got about 15 minutes. Uh, let's talk about leadership. I know that's a cliche. A lot of people say, you know, I'm a leader or what is, what is it like to be a leader? You come from a Marine background. We don't have a lot of guests that can claim that. Um, obviously, you probably have heard of Mr. David Goggins. Can't hurt me. You've heard of Jocko, uh, extreme ownership. Um, right. These guys are like the best of the best elite. And you were trained by the Marines. And for anyone that's not familiar with the military, and I don't have a ton of military background, but I will tell you what I do know is that the Marines are the biggest, baddest of them all. And everybody Ooh, can right. say that's not the case, but they're the first ones in. So the first one first to battle. First one's in, last one's out. Exactly. President Cohen, baby. We're the only branch of service that the president has complete control of, believe it or not. If, no, if, I didn't know that. Or that's, and that's why we're the first ones in typically and the last ones out because it takes a congressional act to send the Army or the Navy or the Air Force in. The Marines can go in on presidential command. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, so of course, you know, we're, we're the smallest uh, military force the United States has and, and uh, obviously the baddest because we, we put in the work, you know. So this is an interesting parallel. So David came out of the military, starts his team and runs it like a military, you know, kind of a military platoon. (laughs) I came out of a mission trip to Brazil. We were talking off air a little bit. I spent two years in Brazil. 
um, doing a missionary trip. And we had similar uh, setup as the military, the way it was kind of ran the organization and the leadership opportunities I had. I mean, you could be running a, how many people could you be leading at 20 years old? You're going into battle and you're in charge of a hundred people or 12 people. It was the same thing on the mission trip. So I came home from my mission trip, got married, started my real estate team. You came home from probably several tours and started your real estate team and you just ran it like the military. So let's talk about it from a leadership standpoint. What are some of the things you've done as far as how you're set up that you could kind of attribute some of that credit to your experience in the military? Yeah, so as the team grew, I started, you know, when when I think a lot of folks, when they first started team, they started incorrectly and they started incorrectly because of a couple reasons. One, maybe they don't truly understand the meaning of a team. They see it, they see it exists and they think, okay, I'm just going to have leads to give to somebody who can help me and we'll grow together, um, which is completely, completely incorrect. Uh, and then other people start a team for the cliche of saying, I have a team right. instead of for the reason of actually needing leverage, right? Um, and that's a bad way to do it too, because you're starting a team with nothing to leverage, you know? So you're gonna let people starve, man, you know? Um, so I think, you know, those are two things that people need to understand right off the bat. And I started the same way, I won't lie. Uh, then I read, you know, Gary Keller's book, right? And we all know that's like, you know, I don't care what company you're with, yeah. everyone references the yeah, big MREA, book, you yeah. know? The big red book. And I read that book and I said, man, this is genius. I'm going to follow this to a T. And all of a sudden the team started to work. Last year, I sat down with with two guys that have been on my team for one for four, the other one for three years. And we sat down, we started talking. I consider these guys to be my right hands, right? Because believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, teams are rotating doors. Like people come and go, come and go. And we actually talked about it this morning. We said, there are two people that join a team. One that leaves and says it didn't work and it was our fault. And one that says it worked really well. Now I'm going to do, go do it myself. Thank you for everything you've taught me. You know, so those are only two people. So it's just, it's not a matter of if they will leave. It's a matter of when they will leave. Right. And, and what terms they leave on. Um, but the two guys that have been with me the longest, I consider them my, my right hands. And, um, and, and, and we started talking about it. We said, we need to structure this like a military platoon. And I promise you, it's going to grow significantly better than anybody else. Why? Because we decided that no matter how big the team gets, we're going to split the team up into squads. So you look at a platoon, right? Every platoon has four squads, you know, each squad, ha- or I'm sorry, every, every, you've got squads, squads equal uh, section, sections equal platoons, platoons equal brigades, it just continues to grow like a company, right? And so, so I take, one squad, we call it, we have, we're already planning Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Delta, right? So Alpha squad's in full effect right now. Bravo squad should launch in the next month or so. What does that mean? That means that we're consistently recruiting for the team. We want the team to grow. We've got the lead flow. We've got the systems in place. We took care of that first, right? George is, is my platoon sergeant. That's, that's his title. You know, if you wanted to make that civilian talk, he's my team manager. Right. right. He runs the team. You know, I'm the platoon commander. You want to make that civilian talk? I'm the team leader. Right. right. But Ray is Alpha Squad team leader. Right. So he's the squad leader. So we have structure in place in the sense that if you're on Alpha Squad and you need some some help with something, you go to Ray. Why? Because he's your squad leader. He's running that right. squad. You're not going to you. Right. David Kurz isn't answering the question on how to set up the appointment. 
Right, and I shouldn't because that's what the squad leader's for. If it's something bigger than the squad leader, then the squad leader can turn to the platoon sergeant and say, hey, we need help with this. And if it gets bigger than that, then you go to the platoon commander and I jump in and help out. That allows me a lot of, a lot of leverage. It allows me to, first of all, give the two guys that I consider to be the right hands on my team responsibility on the team and a sense of ownership of the team. Yep. Right. And so they they feel personally vested in my team. And I love that. And they love it. And 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 I wouldn't trust anybody else with it, to be honest with you. Right. Um, Bravo team will start soon. Then Charlie, then Delta. What does that mean? That means that I'm not taking Ray, who's alpha squad leader and giving him too many people to handle. I'm right. giving him the right amount of people. How many is the right amount? Seven. So originally we had said seven to ten. We've dialed it down to seven, which is why Bravo teams will start soon. We're about 13 members total on the team right now. Right. So, so we the next couple hires that we make will end up branching into a Bravo squad. Now what does that do? First of all, there'll be Alpha squad leader and a Bravo squad leader. So Ray won't be taking care of 15, right. 20, 30 people. It'll be divided up and, and he can run his business. He can do his business yeah. as well as support his squad, right? How do you compensate your team leaders? Uh, great question. They earn an override on the deals that their squads do. Perfect. Yep. So we're yep. launching. So I just started a Keller Williams brokerage and we're launching awesome. what we Congrats, call our CAPS. Pro Thank you. We're starting what we call our CAPS program, certified advisor program. And it's very similar to the way you're, you guys are set up right now, where we're going to have pods of agents. And what we think is that 19 out of 20 agents get out of the business in the first two years because they weren't given this type of structure. They weren't given the direct report that they could go to 24-7, you know, when they need guidance with a listing presentation or to prepare a CMA. And so they fizzle out and they die. No one was ever there to hold their hand. And they just it's simply because the traditional brokerage model has one trainer for a couple hundred agents. That one trainer isn't big enough, can't go wide enough. And so it's I like your number. Seven to 12 is where I think it needs to be. And what I love and about you know, you know, I'm an old KW guy. I was the, and I completely agree with you. Yep. 20, 30 people, it's too much. Too it's much. too much for one So you can bring everyone together in a training, and we do that virtually. We have You can have hundreds of people in a training, but you've got to have a person that's holding that little group together, that's having a weekly accountability meeting one-on-one -on -one and possibly in a group setting that's available after hours, nights, weekends to take text messages. We, as the team leaders, cannot, should not be doing that. And still right. to this day, a lot of the people listening to this, they're taking that call on Saturday night where the agent forgot to fill something out in a contract and needs to have a question answered. Right. And they, you know, we should not and, be doing and, that as the team lead. And it helps when I have those folks in position, me as the platoon commander, me as the team leader, allows me the opportunity to leverage myself to do other things. For instance, I wouldn't be able to have the time to do this if I was directly responsible for the other 13 people on the team, right? I wouldn't have the time for this. I wouldn't be able to leverage myself. And so people might say, well, you should be running your team. You shouldn't be doing shows. You're not a TV star. Ladies and gentlemen, all this stuff helps your business. All this does is help your business. So the more stages I step on, the more books I write, the more, the more interviews I do with great people like Jeff, the more, the more stuff that I'm doing gives me more exposure. More exposure means more business yeah. by default. You right? know, it's Jim Rohn's quote, David, your level of success will never exceed your level of personal development. You talked about the two camps of agents. One camp is it didn't work, wasn't a good fit, which is 100% accurate. And that doesn't yeah. necessarily mean it's your team's fault or that it's the person's fault. It's probably a little bit of both. Just Number two is the person that says, hey, I just want to be like you when I grow up. 
I recommend to every leader to train every one of their followers to be just like them. But if you're always leveling up, then they will never have a need to leave you because right. you'll always be able to continue to serve them. And so when people want to be just like you, just make space in your world to help them be you. Well, I want you to think about this too. Ray's been on my team for four years. Ray, Ray has learned everything about real estate on our team. He joined us as a new agent. He's a great producer. He's a great agent. He's very responsible. He knows his stuff. What is to stop Ray from saying, hey, Dave, man, I love you. And he knows I would have no hard feelings. I love mm -hmm. you, bro. I want to go start my own team. Well, I don't want to lose Ray. So what did I do? I made him squad leader. Right. There you go. So now he, Find now opportunities. He has, now he has that opportunity to be a leader in the business. He has an opportunity to lead his squad and he gets a override on that team, on that squad. So, it, it, so he's winning at all angles and he doesn't have to leave. Right. Yep. Now, is there's that lots, there's lots of problem? No, maybe not. But if I keep leveling up, his position continues to grow and we just keep going from there. If I keep leveling up, George's position continues to grow and we keep going from there, right? And so when we talk about like Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Delta, that's just South Florida because this is, let's call it Alpha Brigade or whatever you want to right. call it, right? I could start a Bravo Brigade in Orlando. Sure, or no limitations. Or Tennessee or New Orleans or Los Angeles or New York City. I can pick a place and duplicate what I did here and put the right people in place and continue to. Well, let me, let me pr propose this. And I think this is the future. We always have thought based on geographical locations. Licenses are geographical. A real estate license is typically carried state by state. But the humans that are in other states that have real estate licenses, there's no wet reason that they couldn't be on your team. What I love is they wouldn't have to be on your team in EXP or in KW. Oh, I can partner with anybody across any brokerage brand and Absolutely. not just in residential real estate. All my ancillaries can expand mortgage, title, insurance, right. investing, digital marketing. Right everything too often we think so hyper local when in reality if you have something of value you mentioned you do coaching as well as does elite real estate systems why would you not coach everyone right right you have something of value everybody wants to partake so and you that, have to and, build a world that allows and, for that and check this out we started this conversation talking about like real estate we usually pigeonhole like like we're going to have this business conversation as if it's only real estate related. If you read my book, Take Action, I have, a, I have a quote in there that I've never stopped using. It doesn't matter if you sell lollipops, bicycles, or real estate. It's all the same stuff. Absolutely. Right? The foundation work is the same. The, 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 amount, the, the amount of work that you put in is, is equal to the amount that you get back. All that matters. Right. You know? And of course, what we've been talking about on, on my team is having this very specific structure. So we've got the right CRM that fits with the team. We've got the right amount of lead generation that suits the amount of people that we have on the team. We've got the right amount of overwatch, right? Which you know, George is very much responsible on the buyer side and Ray is very much responsible on the seller side for his team. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. George has massive over overwatch on our CRM, right? And we're quick. Hey man, you're not uh you're not you're not contacting this client. I just gotta move it to somebody else. No hard feelings, but it's gotta yep. go. Yep. Right. And without that overwatch, you learn, like you learn very quick and early on that. You're just spending money to lead generate and all of a sudden you realize that nobody's calling the leads, nobody's doing anything with them. And you're like, team, what, what happened? What happened was they weren't feeling the pain of that check coming out, that bill get paid every month. You know, those two, three, four, ten, fifteen thousand dollars of lead yeah. generation yeah. happening every month. So 
definitely you're onto something with the pods at the at your at your KW office, man. I'll tell you that it's been it's been uh, uh, eye opening. It's been a great experience thus far, and honestly, I can't wait for Bravo Squad to start. And I'm gonna tell you why. I'm competitive, right? And so I'm excited to see Alpha and Bravo Squad know that they're a part of the same team, yet have an internal competitiveness. With no, that's awesome. You know what yep. I'm saying? Like, yep. like the squad leaders looking at each other going, yo, how many listings you get this <laughs> You know? <laughs> yep. Yep. I'm looking forward to that because that internal competitiveness, you know, we were, we were, uh, I was talking about it with a friend of mine yesterday. I don't know if you saw The Last Dance with Michael Jordan. And, and this guy was such a genius that he would – piss himself off before he got on the court so that he can perform at a higher level. And I call it genius because he would piss himself off with fake news. It was like the stuff. Well, reminds me, what was that? Uh, happy. What was the football movie with um, Adam Sandler? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I know what, what you're talking water about. Waterboy? Uh, the Waterboy. Water yeah. He'd, go, he'd be like pretending like someone said something about his mom. No. And think about it. He said, he said, he said, you know, there was this rumor that, that he got beat one game in the playoffs and one of the other players from the other team came by and passed by him and said, Hey Mike, good game. And for Mike, Mike was so competitive that that would naturally piss Mike off. Right. So the next day he came out he's, and he tells his team, the guy just walked by me, said, good game. I'll tell you what, I'm going to show him a good game tomorrow. And uh, the next day he ripped them apart. Right. Mike gets on the court, does what he does. 50 points a game, rips them apart. Right. And, and 10 years later, Mike, like this rumor's going around. This poor guy is like, I never said that to Mike. Ten years later, Mike goes, Nah, man, he never said that to me, you know. And so, but but Mike was very much about well, that. You, how often do you see that with MMA? I mean, these guys are all this drama, all this back and forth, and I think all they're right. both fueling that fire, pretending like there's this animosity. But when Absolutely. the fight ends, those guys are both crying, they're hugging each other, they're complimenting each other. It's not true enemies, right? They just pretend it built that competitive edge. Another thing I'll take away from that show is when we talk about, you know, building our business and building our team and is the accountability he had for his teammates. And I think that that's something so critical when you run a team is accountability, you know, having your team in place and then holding them accountable for what you expect from them. You can't make a rule on the team. And if somebody doesn't follow the rule for two, three months, you just kind of keep letting it slide. No, nope. man, you yep. hold them accountable. You nope, hold them totally accountable. Agree. Great book on this. We talked a lot of military today, extreme ownership, pick up a copy, uh, Jocko's book. Uh, he has really cool about that book as he talks a lot about the military and his experiences as a Navy SEAL platoon leader. Um, he's actually the platoon leader. If you've ever read the book, American sniper, Chris Kyle, who has the most yeah. confirmed sniper kills as well as the longest sniper shot. Um, and then a person, unfortunately, who had PTSD took Chris's life when he came back to Texas after three tours in Iraq. Um, we got a wrap, David. This was awesome content. I wanted to invite all the followers to give you a shout out on iTunes. Go give us a five-star rating on the Team Building Podcast. Give a shout out to David. Great content. Follow Go us buy on his Instagram, book. Uh, at David Adam Kurz. Just look for me on Instagram. We do, we do a lot of great announcements on there. Follow us on Facebook at David Adam Kurz as well. Um, you know, and, and, you know, you can you tune in on all the cool stuff that we're doing. We're going to take the real talk conference virtual this year, by the way. So, so I, I got in cahoots with a really great platform and it allows for breakout sessions and everything. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, David, this was great content. Appreciate it. Next time I'm in Miami, let's jump on a 
boat and go to the Keys. Um, we'll have to spend some time together, man. It'd be really, it'd be my pleasure. All you gotta do is open up the waterways, man. No, oh, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. It's all coming. Everybody, get ready. So appreciate you again. Thank you for taking the time today. Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate it.